this edition of the China and Africa podcast. I'm Kobus van Staad and I'm sitting in for Eric this week. Um, I'm speaking today with Dion Rousseau, uh, with, uh, who's with Ethics South Africa, um, and we're talking about perceptions of Chinese business in Africa. Hello, Dion. Hi, Kobus. Um, so, can you, in, in, the, at the, in the first place, can you tell us what is Ethics South Africa? I think people, people uh, you know, outside of South Africa might not know. Um, we are an independent, not-for-profit uh, institute um, registered here in South Africa, and we focus um, on, on basically three things. The first is to provide thought leadership around uh, ethical issues. Uh, then we also build capacity in organizations where we train people to manage ethics in organizations. And then thirdly, we are involved in providing support services to companies around all aspects of managing their ethics. And that really goes from um, making ethics risk assessments, developing codes of ethics, implementing codes, and all other aspects um, of the management of ethics in, the organi- in organizations, both in the business sector, but also um, in the public service. So Ethics South Africa is at the moment running a survey about Chinese business in Africa. Can you give us an idea about what that entails and you know, kind of what kind of survey this is? Um, it's a perception survey um, that we run in 15 countries in Africa where uh, there's the biggest uh, Chinese investment. And it was really born out of a conference that we held earlier this year uh, near Cape Town where we had people from 14 African countries brought together around the theme of um, promoting business ethics and corporate responsibility um, in, in Africa. And as part of that discussion, it was not part of our agenda as such. The whole issue of um, the presence of Chinese companies in Africa uh, became quite a hot topic. Uh, and it was said that we should not only look at uh, African companies and what they do to promote ethics and responsibility, but also uh, at, at companies from other countries doing business in Africa. And, of course, China being the biggest of, of those uh, and one with a growing presence in, in recent years uh, became a focus. Um, but then we, we heard a lot of anecdotal evidence of uh, the presence of Chinese companies in Africa, both positive and negative. And we decided to follow that up uh, with a survey in order to get a better understanding of, of how Africans do perceive uh, the presence of Chinese uh, businesses in Africa. Um, and um, so in, in terms of what, ex- what kind of perceptions are you testing? Because, you know, obviously China and Africa is such a big issue. Yeah. Um, we look uh, at, at, at the four dimensions that, that normally go uh, with uh, studies around uh, a corporate responsibility. So we look at economic impact. In other words, how is the economic impact of Chinese companies perceived? In other words, are they seen as making a positive or negative uh, contribution to economic growth in Africa? Then we look in the second instance at workplace practices. In other words, its uh, perceptions about how employees are treated specifically around safety, health, but also development, uh, development of talent issues. Uh, then we look at, in the third instance, at social impact, in other words, the, the impact on communities um, and societies in, in which 
these companies operate. And finally, we look at environmental impact. So um, it's it's those those four four areas that we that we look in, uh, and then just something uh, or category in general where we just look at general reputation um, of of these companies uh, and also their products and services. And are you mostly looking at big state-owned companies, or are you looking at a, a, a variety of bigger and smaller companies? No, we we, um, we look at, at the perceptions of people of any Chinese company, public or private, that they have encountered. So it's about general impressions. It's not investigations into specific companies. So uh, we ask respondents about their perceptions of, of the Chinese companies that they are familiar with. Um, how do you select your respondents? It's, it's a self-selection in, in the sense that uh, it's an online web survey that we make available uh, and, and we uh, publicize this as much as possible uh, through the media, um, through our own networks um, and the networks of some of our partner organizations and we encourage people to simply go to the website uh, and to complete the survey. As, as part of the, uh, the the questionnaire, there is a demographic section where we try to see um, things about the gender of the respondent, um, age categories, qualification categories, uh, the countries from which they are, the sectors in which they are working, um, and and whether they are indeed an employee of a Chinese company um, in Africa. And um, so, you know, kind of, do, do you have any data so far of how many people have responded online? Um, yes, we, we, we have, um, uh, and we get that on a, on a weekly basis. We are now approaching the, the thousand mark in terms of, of respondents. Um, so this is a thousand people spread over fifteen countries. Yeah, but but it's it's quite clear because we track them per country, uh, and the concentration of the responses at the moment are coming from South Africa and Nigeria. Oh, okay. And do you think does that have to do with per se, you know, kind of preoccupations about China and those countries? Do you think, or is it just simply because that that there's just better internet coverage in those countries? I, um, I'm afraid it, uh, it is the latter. It's about um, access to, to Internet uh, facilities. Um, and and I've, I've done quite a number of, of um, cross-country surveys in the field of business ethics in Africa already. Uh, and it's, it's one of those... Um, recurring problems, that it's expensive, it's not always available. So uh, you normally see a correlation between countries uh, where there's wider access um, to Internet uh, and and also where the cost of, of access is not prohibitively high or, or, the, or the service is not very slow. So uh, I think a lot of this can be, uh, can be put on the account of, of the Internet and not of the interest because whenever you engage with this with people in any of these countries, there's normally a lively interest. 
So um, let's take it to a bit of a wider, you know, kind of view of, of this issue. You mentioned that you did um, a, a series of, of these surveys before. Do you find that African people tend to have a particular view of business ethics? Is there something that something particularly African that 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 is demanded of businesses in in Africa? Um, well, yes, uh, in in the sense that. Um, it, it's not. It's not really a case that they uh, understand business ethics differently. Although in some instances there are also indications of that. If you, for example, would compare uh, conceptions of business ethics in Africa to those that we find in the U.S., for example, or in North America, you would find that uh, in the U.S. the perception of business ethics is very much uh, that it's about the ethics of private corporations, while in Africa. Uh, um, with uh, a much bigger number of state-owned enterprises, their state-owned enterprises at least are also um, included in, in what people perceive as the, as the scope of business ethics. Um, then uh, the other big differences are more um, with regard to the type of issues that, that concerns uh, people in Africa. And the interesting thing is, in a global survey of business ethics as field of teaching, training, and research that we uh, published in, in 2012, it was quite clear that, that matters of um, international justice in trade and industry um, are much higher on the agenda of people in Africa compared to those, say, in the northwestern part of the globe. So... Um, so there are indeed some differences uh, that we see in terms of, of the issues, but then one can also look into specific issues. And if you take something like, for example, uh, whistleblowing or, or safe reporting, you once again would find uh, market differences uh, not only between African countries, but also between Africa and other parts of the world. That, that, that maybe have more individualistic cultures. Uh, uh, impact on communities, for example, is, is a big issue in Africa. Um, so, in terms of in, in terms of the issue of, of, of trade justice that you mentioned, um, can you give me an, an example of, of what you know what would be an example of some of those concerns? Um, it, it, it's all about um, the issue of, of equal equal exchange, uh, and very often it has to do with uh, import and export tariffs and protection of, of local markets in agriculture, for example. Um, it's in other words it's about creating um, an equal playing field. Um, and, and I think there's very often uh, a perception that uh, in terms of, of the global playing field that, that Africa is, is, is not uh, competing in, in an equal manner, but that there are many, um, many obstructions that, that makes it difficult and that because of a lack of economic muscle, uh, they have less influence in, in also determining the rules of the game. Um, in terms of, um, have, have you had any kind of feedback from the Chinese side on, on the study? Um, any kind of offers for help or any kind of opinions at all? 
the only contact that I had thus far was um, with the Business Ethics Institute um, in Beijing uh, at, at the recent meeting of the Global Ethics Forum in, in Geneva, um, where I had some discussions uh, with them uh, about this issue, and, and they, they showed a whole lot of interest in this, uh, and also told about the policy development in China, and, and thought that uh, the outcome of a survey of this uh, might be very useful for policymakers. So um, that is what we intend with this survey, that uh, once the survey is completed, we will report it at the next uh, Global Ethics Forum in Bangalore in India uh, early next year, early 2014. Uh, where we will also meet up once again with Chinese delegates who would attend the forum. And then based on that, we, we are planning to go into uh, a dialogue consisting of African and, and Chinese participants, um, both academics, but hopefully also some of the policymakers. Yeah, I think that that might be very interesting, you know, kind of because I think frequently um, Chinese companies have been blindsided by the kind of reaction that their investments are getting in Africa um, and that they frequently seem, you know, kind of a little bit green in, term, in terms of or like un unprepared in terms of having to wield you know public relations and having to deal with with issues around corporate or social responsibility yeah, yeah uh, absolutely and I think one should not uh, underestimate uh, language barriers but but also cultural conceptions of what constitutes uh, corporate responsibility because not only between Africa and China but right around the world if you take up any any global study of, of corporate responsibility, you would see vast differences between uh, what is regarded as, as corporate responsible behavior. And the only way that one can come to terms with this is, is to sit with people from different parts of the world and, and discuss these, um, these different expectations. Because if you're not uh, familiar with what the expectations are, it's of course hard to live up to them. Um, in terms of your, your you know, work up to now, do you have any kind of expectations about the kind of results you're going to be getting from, you know, once, once this, this particular survey is, is done? Well, we, I deliberately don't, don't want to speculate uh, um, about that and, and also haven't done any analysis um, uh, up till now. Uh, if I just judge on, on, on the response that I got from, uh, from the media, because there was uh, quite a, a lively media interest once we, we announced that we've launched this, not only in South Africa, but also from some other African countries. Um, and um, if I listen to what's happened in, in those radio, mostly radio conversations and often also open lines, um, it, is, it is quite clear that, that the majority of people tend to, tend to harbor negative uh, perceptions. But uh, fortunately, I think we also see um, more and more uh, Voices to the contrary coming to the fore. So um, the only th I can't really say anything about about our data because that hasn't been been uh, processed and analysed as yet. The only thing on which I can can judge at the moment is is about the lively media interest uh, 
uh, how it was taken up in the media and also the responses on, on, on public radio. Yeah, like the feeling I got was that part of it was a kind of a jumping to conclusions by journalists because, you know, because the body is called Ethics South Africa, there was a lot of headlines like Ethics Body Investigating China, you know, kind of as if, as if you know, kind of there's already, a, you know, an assumption that China is unethical. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and, and in, our, in our media um, uh, releases that we put out, I always made a point of, of, of balancing it, of saying these are the positive impacts and one can see it, uh, but also here are the negative concerns that, that, that are expressed. So from our, from our side, we, we, we definitely don't want to bias people in, 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 in either direction. We want to create an interest uh, in this and then to see what's, what the outcome of it is. And, and I'm really very curious to see what the outcome will be. Yeah, me too. Um, so you said that the that you are presenting some of the findings um, early next year. We'd love to have you back on the podcast then, you know, kind of to discuss what you found. Um, do you um, uh, what what is going to be you know kind of the future of this project once once you have the the results? Do you foresee in the future kind of comparing them to how you know companies from other countries are doing business? In, China, in, in Africa um, and to finally get an idea of, of how China is doing business versus the US or, you know, kind of South Korea, Malaysia, all of the other inv foreign investors in Africa? Um, definitely. Uh, I, uh, I think we might go there. It is one of the responses that I also got uh, at the Global Ethics Forum that people say from India, for example, said, but yeah, we also have a presence in Africa. Why don't you include us? So it's, it's not a case of, of not being interested in others. But on the other hand, there's, there's no doubt that um, it is Chinese investment in Africa that, that currently is attracting most of the attention, and we deliberately focus on this. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's nothing that would stop us or from from not venturing deeper into this. Um, so, and finally, um, just in, in terms of very broad perspective, um, what do you, when 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 you when people think about uh, corporate ethics in in Africa, what, what do you think they they underestimate, or what what would you like them to to think about more when they when they consider corporate ethics in Africa? Well, it, it's it's always um, about about uh, two things. I'm, I'm not quite sure if I if I understand your question correctly, but um, let let me start off with this, and then you can tell me if you want to explore it uh, deeper. But uh, if you think about uh, companies with with strong ethical reputations, they are normally. Um, uh, characterized by by at least three things, and the one is that from the leadership you see a very strong commitment to ethics. In other words, the leadership in those companies do talk openly about ethics. Secondly, they make it very clear what their ethical standards are. They, they try to get rid of the gray areas and make clear what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. And then they make sure that those standards are communicated in a, in a manner that people understand their expectations. So uh, if you look at, at what is 
required from companies, I think those are the three main things that normally stand out. So it has not, it's not only to do with, with how ethically you conduct your business, but also in how, to how successfully you communicate how your business is conducted and, and what kind of ethical basis you, you work at, you know, according to which. Yeah, it's, it's not about only being ethical, but also about being seen to be serious um, about ethics. In other words, bringing ethics to the surface, not leaving it somewhere down there, but bringing it to the surface and um, communicating that this is important for us. So uh, very much it's about um, not leaving ethics to chance, but, but taking charge uh, of the ethics of your company. Well, no, that, that's incredibly interesting um, to hear, and I, I really look forward to having you back on um, on the podcast in the future. You know, kind of once you've you've processed the data, um, and just at, finally, um, you know, kind of when you know when at the end of our podcast, we usually ask our guests, you know, how people can keep up with their work, and you know what they're reading, what they're thinking. Um, are you on Twitter? Are you or like how how else should should uh, people keep up with with your work? Um. Uh, it, it is by far the best to go to, to our website, which is very simply just ethicssa.org. Um, so ethicssa.org. And there you would find also the links to our Facebook page uh, and also to our LinkedIn uh, page. And, and those are, are the best ways of keeping in contact with us. And if people go onto the website, they would see immediately there on the, on the first page on the landing page, also a link to the server. And we really encourage um, people to to complete the survey if they are from one of the 15 countries uh, in which the survey is run. That sounds fantastic. And, um, you, you know, kind of listeners who want to keep up with what I'm doing, you can find me on our Facebook page. You'll see um, that's, China, that's facebook.com um, slash China Africa Project. And you'll see my name in brackets and Eric's name in brackets as well when we respond. Um, also, I'm on Twitter at Stadenesque. That's S-T-A-D-E-N-E-S-Q-U-E. And we'll be back with uh, our normal host um, later this week. Thanks for listening. 